If you look at monstrous stats against the Dragons at the weekend, the one thing that jumped, really jumped out at me is 241 passes. The Red 78 with Alan Quinlan and Neve Briggs. Subscribe to the Rugby Channel on the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications now. Racing Ireland. Love every racing moment. Visit hri.ie. Yeah, you are welcome along to Friday Night Racing on Off The Ball, brought to you by Horse Racing Ireland. Love every racing moment, visit hri.ie or follow the new Twitter account at hri racing, hashtag every racing moment. We're going to go straight over to Cheltenham now, where Rachel Blackmore has created more history, uh, the record-breaking breaking Rachel Blackmore winning the Gold Cup in Aplu Tard. But every other race so far has gone to Willie Mullins, with one more to come. Patrick Mullins rode Bill away in the Fox Hunter chase, and I imagine, Patrick, that was a ride that gave you immense satisfaction. It did, it did. Um, I, had to, I had to take a deep breath afterwards. I was fairly out of breath. Um, it was hard work, but uh, we got there in the nick of time. I, I've been beaten in two photo finishes here before, so I know how Barry O'Neill feels. And um, it's great to come out the right side of it, but you'd rather do it to someone you, you don't know. Yeah, well, it was a, kind of a hashtag never in doubt type race, was it? Never in doubt, never <laughs> in doubt. No, um, no look, he just he didn't. We put a key piece on him to help him travel, but he, he didn't travel like he could and he didn't jump like he could. Now, on the last lap, I kept the revs up at every fence and he came to me, but it's been an effort at every fence. Um, and usually he has more scope than that, but he was just tough. He stayed and just thought I had a half a chance turning in and still had a half chance down the last. And uh, we just just got there. Um, thankfully, thankfully. It was obviously a totally different experience to Fasile Vega winning the bumper on Wednesday, but what was that experience like in your head when you get up pretty much on the line in a race like that at Cheltenham? Oh, look! Well, it was just—it was desperate. I—I—I was—I was. I was uh, you're trying to jump the last, and I was—I was trying to keep him straight. I could see where Barry was, and I was changing my stick, and I wasn't sure where the line was, which is unusual. Usually, you know exactly where the line is, but I didn't know I'd won until I was looking up the big screen, um, thinking, "Please God, don't have lost another photo finish." And um, luckily, uh, we got the result. And you know, to to, to come down on a winning favourite in Chetham. Um, make a huge difference you know the crowd are much more uh, appreciative yeah. yes yeah. Um, just to go through the results prior to that Vauban uh, Stateman the nice guy Billaway and uh, Ellie May winning all the races bar the Gold Cup for your dad what has this been like for the for the yard so many people involved and for your dad specifically it's just an incredible day the, the day you dream of you know the first day we took us to the last race to get a winner and um you know, you're thinking, gee, gee, sort of, you got beaten the arse in the Supreme and appreciate it blew out. And you're thinking, uh, you know, this might go the way you're hoping. Um, but for the finish like this, but look, we have a fantastic team at, team at home. We have Dick Dowling, Rachel Robbins, Virginia Vasco, Dave Porter, and my mother, Jackie, does a great job. David Casey, Ruby Walsh. Like, Willie does a lot and he gets the owners in and Pierre and Harold buy the horses. But there's a fantastic backup team in Close Sutton and, uh, you know, they deserve it. I guess the first place to start is Vauban in the Triumph. It was a performance that I guess was expected by the ma- by the market, but what a turn of foot he shows. Vauban, uh, um, yeah, I mean, look, he's, he's got huge uh, speed, huge ability. Um, you know, we'd like to think he could be a Melbourne Cup horse in the future, but I imagine we'll try and make him a hurdler, a good champion hurdler first. Um, but there's, there's definitely room for improvement um, still with him. And... Uh, He's very, very exciting and great to get one for Rich. You know, he's he put a lot into us. He's, he's been around for a long time. Those jump owners don't always stick around for more than eight or ten years. So uh, he deserves everything he gets. And he's, your dad has kind of made this plan now with five-year-olds, uh, horses that are likely race, going for the county hurdle. And State Man won like a lovely horse as well. 
statement, yes. Um, look, on another in another year, if it went if it went differently, he'd be running in he'd have been running in the Supreme. Um, but he he didn't get the crowd of Christmas for the dry autumn. Then he fell. Um, so fans had to get changed. Um, on his work at home, he could have taken a place in the Supreme. Now, whether he had beaten Conscious Nil, it'd be very doubtful. Mm. But um, we were hoping his class would be able to overcome his inexperience. And Paul gave him a ride that negated his inexperience. I think. Yeah, and just a nice guy then in the Albert Park. It's obviously a race that's badly, badly marred by the injury suffered by Ginto. What was that experience? Like, I, somebody has to win, but I suppose it was just one of those races in the week that was kind of tough to watch. Yes, uh, my pull-up on classic getaway was very disappointing. Um, yeah, to lose to lose a horse to Ginto is a, is a huge blow, and, you know, it looked very exciting. Um, and, uh, you know, you know, you know what that feeling is like, bringing, bringing an empty bridle back home. It's, it's not nice, so... Um, but it was great for Sean O'Keefe to get his first Cheltenham winner, or to get another Cheltenham winner. And um, I think Malcolm Denmark hadn't had one in 21 years, I think he was saying. So, mm. uh, you know, fantastic for him, but uh, not in the circumstances that you'd enjoy most, perhaps. So, Rachel Blackmore, I mean, Fraser needed a bit of a PR boost last year. Rachel Blackmore was there in her um, heroics at, at Aintree and Cheltenham. But, like, what about that performance? You're very good friends with her. What about that performance of Aplutard in terms of the horse, the rider, and Rachel herself in the Gold Cup, Patrick? Yeah, I mean, I'd have to ask her how she got beaten up last year. <laughs> but, um, to be fair, so, she look, did blame herself for getting him beaten in a leprous town at the very least. I think, um, look, I think I think the race worked out perfectly for her. Uh, there was no obvious pace on paper. There ended up being no obvious pace. And all the slow stayers got beat by a horse that was able to win a two-mile grade one chase uh, beating Shacken Bersois. So I think Rachel would have been very happy all the way around. Um, but she didn't panic and uh, she did everything right, like she always does. Yeah, and in terms of the, I guess the, the 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 boost that Raisin's image gets from this, you know, she'll be plastered all over the papers, all over the world. It's it's not a bad thing for the PR game. No, but look, I I, I don't see the the female thing mm. because like, I I spent my career trying to trying to get Katie Walsh a job offer and then trying to beat Nina Carberry and, and then seeing um, Rachel do what she's doing. So um, it's fantastic, but uh, you know, I've always we've always seen this. Girls and women are well able to do it. Like, but I guess it's it is inspiring for young girls who want to get into not alone racing but sport to see Rachel Blackmore win the Gold Cup by fifteen lengths. Yeah, 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 and uh, without doubt. And look, you know, Lizzie Kelly was winning handicaps here. She won Grade One. Bryony Frost won the King George and Single Creek and the, the Ryanair. Um, Lucy Alexander was champion conditional in, in England. Um, Bridget Andrews had Cheltenham winners. There's lots of role models for them. Um, and what have you made of the week in general it was kind of I guess it, it was strange in the sense of the, the rain that came on Wednesday after they'd watered the ground um, but it didn't stop Fasal Vega winning i got to talk to you about that how good could this son of Vega be he just could be anything he has the looks he has the pedigree he has the form um, you know and very special for a son of Vega to come back uh, makes everything very very special and you know that, stuff like that doesn't happen uh, Cheltenham as Michael Leary place is not a place for fairy tales as much as we would like it to be um, and he just he could be a fairy tale like did, did you were you worried about the ground because it obviously it look, probably looked worse maybe than it was on TV and I know there was a delay to the race but your, even your dad seemed to express a bit of concern about it I wasn't worried about the ground so we had that ground at home mm. all the time and he's a fine big horse he goes round our gallop um, but no I wasn't worried um, but I'm afraid Johnny I'm going to have to go here I think the stewards are looking for me unfortunately they've located me here so um, I'm going to have to step, step away unfortunately well, well listen safe flight have a have a good time with the owners and uh, congratulations on Billaway great
Thanks very much, Johnny. Thank you. Yeah, that was Patrick Mullins. My Racing Moment is brought to you by Horse Racing Ireland. Share every racing moment. Visit hri.e or follow Horse Racing Ireland on social media. We'll uh, be back after the ads with John Duggan. Friday Night Racing on Off the Ball. Brought to you by Horse Racing Ireland. Love every racing moment. Visit hri.ie. Thanks very much to Patrick Mullins for talking to us there. Whisked away by the stewards uh, after winning on Billaway. What a week Patrick has had winning the bumper as well on Fasal Vega in a completely different, very, very easy manner uh, to that of Billaway. JD, you had to be impressed with that ride by Patrick and the Fox Hunters. Not really, because the backs wings later. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I know you were moaning earlier on in the week that your tips hadn't been going great, but I think we can all relate to, to that problem. But um, has it improved? Uh, unless Adam only chose and wins the last, it won't. <laughs> yeah, but that's, this is this is the way. I mean, that must have been a long, long hill for you. Uh, it was, but look, I was trying to get Rachel Blackmore and Henry DeBramhead at the time, so I was looking through the corner of my eye. But uh, my top stories are not really important here this week, Johnny. What's important is uh, ten winners for Willie Mullins, and the most important thing is Rachel Blackmore has won both the Champion Hurdle and the Gold Cup. Indeed, ten winners for Willie Mullins. Just start with that. Uh, you know, it's it's an absolutely incredible tally, nearly up there with um, you know, it's obviously record break, and he could have uh, six out of seven winners today. What more can be said about the man? I suppose nothing. The gentleman, uh, he's been at the game a long time. His first winner was Tourist Attraction back in 1995 at Cheltenham. And it took him a while to get going, but once he got the big owners into his yard and then once he could prove with the ammunition that he had that he was able to train at the very, very top level, it's just flowed from there. Obviously, Ruby Walsh was a huge part of the yard and still is, but Paul Tennant, the very able replacement. And I think you've said it already to Patrick, it took them until the last race, the first day with Stasher to win. Like we had on Galapande Champs, we should have won. It should be 11 winners. And that's over a third of the winners of the 28 races here at the Chapman Festival. It's an incredible achievement. And it's, it's, it's up there now as manager of the year or sports star of the year, uh, obviously behind Rachel. And that's the mad thing, actually. Like The most impressive of Willie Mullins performer this week didn't even win. Yeah, it's, it's strange. Uh, and look, thankfully the horse was sound to Galapande Champs and there's so much potential in him, either at two miles, which I go back to now, or over the Gold Cup. Like, he could win a champion chase, he could win a Gold Cup. He is that special. But obviously, the thing is to keep them sound. But a great day for Willie today, uh, from State Man to Vauban to the Nice Guy to Billaway uh, to Eddie May, and maybe in the last as well. So, just an absolute Bino. And he's uh, a great representative for the sport, I find. Uh, he's a gentleman, Willie Mullins. And um, we, we're in good hands as Irish uh, racing fans with Willie on side and Rachel on side. Absolutely, and um, I just—it's my contrast, Gordon Elliott. He's had a couple of winners, um, but he's had obviously a frustrating week. And you certainly wouldn't begrudge he, Noel, and Valerie Moore in a victory in the last uh, in the shape of Hollow Games. Absolutely not, and uh, you, you definitely did. They put so much money into the game, and obviously support the game that they they would deserve a winner completely. So look, sometimes it's not your week, Johnny. Uh, there was a couple of years ago that Willie didn't have a winner. I think until Thursday. Sometimes things go wrong, and but that's what the, the beauty about it is that you go again. You, you get up the next day and you give it another shot. So look, Gordon, I'm sure will be back uh, in the winners' enclosure here soon, even though he was there twice earlier this week. You know. Yeah, and Thursday uh, saw a toe tend to follow fairy tale at Cheltenham with Danny Mullins winning on his own selection, Flooring Porter. What a brilliant ride by Danny. And he scooped 58 additional 10 to follow points. Still wasn't enough to overtake me and uh, maintain my lead going into the final day of the festival. And we will um, update you with the figures there. So, yeah, my lead has been absolutely decimated. I'm 588.97. Pa- uh, Danny's on 530.98. And Jer kind of languishing there in third, 373.87. But uh, respectable. But uh, JD, it's got 
I got to the main talking point of the day, which is obviously Rachel Blackmore. I have to say, I did not predict this performance. She was beaten by Galvin at Leopardstown. Plutard was beaten by Galvin. He was beaten in the race last year by Manella Indo. He left them for dead. What happened? I think what happened was, and I backed to Plutard and tipped him the last two years, and I didn't this year. Uh, I think Plutard has improved. Mm. Uh, I, I think last year he won that race at Leopardstown, which was probably uh, the, the most furious gallop of all time. Remember when he overhauled Mellon and uh, Kenboy in straight under Darrow Keith, uh, and it was in soft ground. I think that might have left a mark in him. Mm. He came back this year, he won so impressively at Haydock, and then maybe the yard wasn't in the best to Nick at Christmas uh, when he got chinned by Galvin in the Savile's chase. Uh, he's been left off since then. Uh, and I just feel that he has just come into his own as very much the class horse. And with the class horses in the Gold Cup, you know they're going to travel. The question is, will they stay? And to, twice here in Chases, uh, he didn't get up the hill in the Ryanair or the Gold Cup to win. But today he did. And I, I think Rachel gave it a very clever ride. A bit like Paul Townend and Nergaman. She put him to sleep. Uh, she then produced him later. Because I think last year, uh, Plutard was kind of up with the pace and, and jumping not in the most fluently. I think it almost was spent by the time uh, Manella Indo took the, the race by the scruff of the neck under Jack Kennedy. Robbie Power tried to do the same again today, but a Plutard this time had been put to bed a bit more. And then Rachel just uh, pushed the button and then the reaction was just absolutely fantastic. The roar was incredible. 15-length win. That is a championship performance. And Rachel has won the champion hurdle twice now in the last year, the Grand National. But this is the Blue Ribbon. This is the most prestigious race in horse racing, the Gold Cup over, over jumps and National Hunt and uh, the first ever Lady Rider to win her. I know she plays then the Lady Rider element of it, but it is still a landmark. Yeah, and I think within racing probably we, we, we do kind of, we're, we're used to it at this stage. I guess it's more um, what she's doing in terms of a legacy for others. As Patrick mentioned, JD, like, he beat Shaq and Poursois by three and three quarter lengths at Leopardstown over an extended two miles in 2019. So there is a kind of a, um, there is like a, almost a bit of a Koto star about the performance today that he was able to, to win the Gold Cup. How much would you put it down, as you mentioned, to the way that she put him to sleep? Because it's never ideal, you know, riding a horse that you think might be outstayed. Big time. Uh, it, it takes a lot of guts. And I think Rachel said in the press conference afterwards, Johnny, that uh, she didn't want to be blamed for doing something different. And she wouldn't blame herself for doing something different. So why not do something different? And, and that's exactly what happened. Because Manella Indo, in a way, kind of ran the same type of race mm. he did last year. Uh, Robbie Power took him up. Uh, and uh, Robbie probably would have felt confident enough that he had the, the petrol to replenish all challengers. But... This time, Rachel had a bit more. The horse definitely has improved from seven to eight. Eight is generally a ripe age for Gold Cup winners, and that's what we've seen. I know it's a French bread, but this, this is a Plutard probably at its peak. Next year or the year after, maybe, maybe not. But right now, I think the horse is just absolutely at its peak, and that's what we saw. And li- like the Honeysuckle ride, she rode with supreme confidence, and that's what winning big races does. And she's right up there at the top of every jockey. So, look, I know there's an inside baseball that we don't discuss. I haven't really even thought about it this week, that she's a lady rider. Mm. But for the wider public, it is still a really, really big deal. Because this is the week when horse racing is on the front and the back pages. So for Rachel, from Killing All and Tipperary, and for Henry de Bramhead, the Waterford trainer, it's a, it's, a, it's a great win. It's just a really great win for Ireland. And uh, with many years, Johnny, when we didn't have many Gold Cup winners, and we, can, we should be savouring every one. I mean, I landed up with a blue turn last year, and it was the Rolls reverse today. Yeah, and like if you were to coldly analyze it, like in the in this past twelve months and two days or whatever it is, Henry de Bromhead has won two champion hurdles. He's had two one twos in the Gold Cup, and he's won a Grand National. Now get your head around that. Absolutely, I'm sure he's probably trying to get his head around it as well, Johnny, because 
there was a time 14 years ago I was here sizing Europe was favourite for the champion hurdle and I had a problem and I was pulled up mm. and, and Henry had some dark days he was like the past horses in his yard and they were moved uh, at one stage and you know Henry has had to really you know battle and, and and prove himself and get the good owners like Chibi Park so who own a Clutard and uh, Barry Maloney from uh, Manila Indo. So okay, Henry has always been a really good, I, I feel, trainer of jumpers, getting horses to jump, almost in an old-fashioned style. Like, it's all about the, the technique, and that's what you see. You don't see bad jumpers out of Henry de Bramhead's yard. You really see really good jumper, jumpers, like back to Fisher Seal in the 90s, wasn't it? Harry de Bramhead as dad. And Charlie Swan, I think it was, he wrote him that day. I think it was in 1993 to win, a, might have been the pretense back then. But um, it's in the family. Uh, you know, he did his apprenticeships around the block, uh, Henry. Uh, always a gentleman, and I'm delighted for him. Yeah, let's actually hear now from the trainer, Henry de Bromhead. He was talking earlier to JD. Henry de Bromhead. Last year was Manella Indo and a Plutard. This way, the other way around. What a fantastic day for you. A Gold Cup winner. Yeah, unbelievable, John. Yeah, delighted. Uh, Rachel was brilliant on APT. He ran an absolute cracker. She was very brave coming down the hill. She said she was going to ride him for speed this year, and that's what she did. I uh, thought Robbie was brilliant on Indo. He ran a blinder. And, um, yeah, look, it's, it's stuff you dream of. You've been in this game a long time, so when you win a Gold Cup like you did last year, when you win it again, you're not going to take anything for granted. No, certainly not. You know, I thought coming over, I was going, it'll be typical now. We won all these races last year with no one here, and I'll flunk complete, completely this year. But thankfully, we've um, we've done really well, and to win win these races is just you know stuff you dream of word for Rachel the first ever lady rider to win a gold cup oh, I'm delighted for her she's an amazing rider uh, brilliant to work with true professional and uh, feel very lucky to be involved with her did you feel you had the best horse in the race with the Plutar I never feel that you know it was such a competitive race there were so many in there um, you know Indo is, is, is as good you know he's a brilliant horse as well and there are so many others so no I certainly didn't but just hope that they'd give a good account of themselves and they'd have a bit of luck how are you going to celebrate this in Waterford? Um, I'm not sure. I'm going to go to the rugby tomorrow, anyhow. So I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully, uh, the English can beat the French, and that'll give us a good chance, uh, with you know, to win the whole thing. So I'm really looking forward to that, and uh, we'll see what happens between now and then. Triple crowns all round, Henry, and maybe a few drinks. Absolutely, absolutely. Looking forward to it. I don't know, Judy. I mean, it's, this is the stuff of dreams when you consider, as you mentioned as well, he had that kind of um, rather acrimonious split with the pots. Um, and Henry de Bromhead, around the time of the size in Europe days, you know, he was only kind of coming on the scene. He's just become like a really, really top trainer in the last few years. It's all about the ammunition. And uh, if you can get the ammunition that Henry's got, like a Plutar, like Manella Indo, like Put the Kettle on, and then Manella Times, who won the Grand National. If you, if you could prove that you, you can do it with the ammunition, like you know, he did it with Size in Europe. I think Size in Europe was a really important horse for Henry de Bromhead, the champion chase winner, really, really good jumper. And I think he put him on the map. Uh, and, and it's just a case of owners trusting you. Once you have the owners to trust you and, and, and have a good relationship with them, and that, that can be underpaid sometimes. And William Mullins is very good at that, having that relationship with the owners, that they can trust you to deliver on the biggest stage. And he's gone and done it. Like It is an incredible training performance to have the first two in the Gold Cup two years in a row. How many times has that happened? I can't remember it happening. Yeah, and before we go to Rachel, JD, what was the reception like as the two of them came into the parade ring after? Uh, incredible. Well, first of all, in the ring, when, when Rachel jumped the last and started to power clear on a flute tar, it was absolutely 
sensational reception. Look, obviously, there's a degree of people who've had a bit of money on, but uh, there's a people's champion element to it with Rachel. There's a there's a popularity element to it. And then for her to come in, it was just a, a reception that raised the roof, as it were. And, uh, and thankfully, uh, we didn't need a roof today. It was such a beautiful, sunny day. So, uh, no, it was worthy of the, the significance of the victory for Rachel and Lutar. So, yeah, more power to them. Let's hear from the woman of the hour, Rachel Blackmore. Rachel Blackmore, to win the champion hurdle is one thing, but to win a gold cup, it's the most prestigious race in the sport. Oh, I just feel so incredibly lucky, to be honest. Uh, this is phenomenal. Like, it really, really is. Um, I'm a bit overwhelmed. Um, I really am. It's just incredible. Uh, it's, you know, not even 12 months ago that I was lucky enough to win a Grand National. Um, and Honeysuckle earlier this week was incredible. And this is just overwhelming. Talk to us about the race. Yeah, look, uh, he won. It's just unbelievable. <laughs> cool, thank you. And just the reception you got? Uh, unbelievable. The crowds here are just so special. That's what this place is all about. And to get cheered back in like that is just very, very special. Yeah, if you saw the documentary, A Grand Year, uh, about Rachel on RTE there not that long ago, JD, it's it's just been such an amazing story because I do, I've said this a few times, when she turned pro, the amount of people who said to me, what is she at? She'll never do anything. She's not done much as an amateur. What is she turning pro? Look at her now. Well, Shark Hanlon, I think, was a gay word chance, didn't he, about seven years ago. And I think it was a, a phone call that Eddie O'Leary had with uh, Henry de Bromhead around Aintree a few years ago. Where he said, Why don't we give Rachel a shot? Uh, and to be fair to Eddie and Henry, they did. And they started putting her on the horses. Uh, remember, uh, Chickens Town had a lot of horses at the time with Henry. And it just kind of began to motor from there. And uh, Plutar, I think, was one of our very first winners here at Cheltenham mm. uh, in, in a two-and-a-half-mile novice chase. Uh, so she's always had a great relationship with the horse. And like with all these things, uh, the, the, one thing that Ruby Walsh said last year was quite interesting. The disappointment in Rachel's uh, body language when... Manella Indo passed the line in the Gold Cup and beat a Plutar. Uh, it wasn't that she was happy to be second. She's a competitor. She wanted to be the best. And I think that now she's just in every way as equal as Ruby or Tony McCoy were at the, and riding at these really top-class races. And it's not about gender, really. It's just about, are you the best person? It's meritocracy. And uh, Henry believed in her in that regard. And it's, there are very few sports where men and women compete equally, and she's uh, in, in the same sport, and she's she's done it. So uh, I, I kind of feel a bit sorry for her in a way because, and I'm just one of these people. Everybody's just trying to get look. You, you tell us, tell us, tell us what happens. Tell mm. us how does it feel? How does, tell me, tell me exactly right now. How does this feel, Rachel? You put it into words, and I don't think for her it's going to take a while for her to sink in for her. Because it's just a whirlwind of, you know, there's a presentation, you're coming in, um, you're whisked off to do a load of media, and to actually let it give yourself some thought about it, it's going to take a while. And uh, I hope she gets that time to have a think about it. Yeah, because the, the strange thing was, between Honeysuckle and Aplutard, like, she'd had a lot of downs this week as well. You know, telling me something, the girl being brought down, the horse and the bumper running away uh, with her, and, you know, she had to kind of take the good and the bad, I guess, of Cheltenham Week. Well, it's like every shot in golf. You just have to forget about the last shot. And if you're, if you're, if you're dwelling on what happened, to the, and it's going to affect your riding. And I think the good thing about it is, in a way, that you're only as good as your last race. And the races do come thick and fast every 40 minutes here. So it's almost like by the time you've had your photos and your, your trophy presentation, you know, you're changing your silks and you're getting on another one. And in a way, that can be a bit of a negative if you just won because you probably like to see, let it sink in and celebrate. But in, in a way, if you're, you're sadly in the enclosure, you're on another one in a half an hour. And that's the good thing. That's 
you've got new people to speak to, new connections, you've got new tactics to think about, and then you've got to go and deliver. So that is a, one of the positives, that it, it just comes so thick and fast, Cheltenham. It's a whirlwind from Tuesday at half one until Friday at half five, and uh, we're nearly done. Yeah, we did um, a feature ahead of the flat season as well with uh, Colin Keane, um, with uh, Ronnie Whelan, and also with uh, Siobhan Rutledge, which will um, be played, I think I think it's next weekend. It's kind of a HRI uh, video in conjunction with with OTB. But just was talking to Siobhan about this, JD. Like, we do need more uh, girls getting into racing in terms of not, not, not the kind of staff issue. It's 50-50 there. But we need more girls riding on the flat like Josephine Gordon and Holly Doyle in Britain. We need more Rachel Blackmores. And I don't know, like, does Rachel even know what she's done for, I think, women in sport here? Because whether she likes it or not, she's an absolute ambassador now. Absolutely, and uh, I, I think there've been many of those in the last twelve months. Uh, I, I keep on saying it, uh, in, a, in a way, I'm not in a way, any way disparaging when I say that 2021 was the year of the woman in Irish sport, mm. uh, with Rachel Blackmore, Kelly Harrington with the Olympic golds, um, with uh, Leona McGuire, Ellen Keane at the Paralympics, and the Mead Ladies footballers, and I'm probably leaving people out there. So, look, Rachel, by her exploits, by her what she's doing, is an ambassador in itself. And she's so good with her time as well that I've heard all these great stories about her helping out with uh, with people. So I, I'm I'm sure that you know what she's done today and what she's done on Honeysuckle on Tuesday will inspire anybody, you know, a young boy or a young girl, to go and uh, trace their dreams because that's what it is all about. For her, seven years ago, she would never have imagined, and that's not a cliche. She would never have imagined that she'd be riding winners of the Gold Cup, the Champion Hurdle, and a Grand National within a space of 12 months. Just not sure she'll be on the late, late singing anytime soon, though. Well, I don't know what happened there because I've been in the bubble <laughs> over here at Cheltenham. But um, was, it, was it Kelly Harrington singing? Yeah, I, d- I didn't see it, but apparently uh, she and John C. Riley were very, very impressive. So it's over to you, Rachel, if, uh, if you want to go on the late, late and sing Raglan Road or whatever it is. It's over to you. Although I think Rachel might be a bit too self effacing for that, JD. Well, um, I wouldn't know, but. Uh, there was plenty of Raglan Road sung in the Guinness Village here this week, <laughs> I can tell you that, Johnny. Yeah, and on that, let's go back to Tuesday in Constitution Hill, which seemed a long time ago now. I'm sure it seems a very long time ago for you, but what a start of the week. Well, 22 lengths in a very, very fast time. Scream star. Uh, it's, it's not far off Golden Signet stuff. Uh, Barry Garrity was heavily involved in the horse at home. I think he was involved in the breeding of the horse. Michael Buckley owns it, uh, trained by Nicky Henderson, and... It would be uh, sensational if you saw uh, Constitution Hill now go to Punchestown and go and run in that champion hurdle. Um, maybe they shouldn't because I think novices need to be kind of tenderly handled. Uh, but Constitution Hill is a horse that could be a champion chaser, could be a Gold Cup horse. And that's what Michael Buckley's ambition is. And with all these things, it's just about keeping the horse sound. But he's so relaxed. He's such a relaxed individual, Constitution Hill. And uh, yeah, him himself and Gallup and Deschamps are two to be uh, put in the notebook. Yeah, well, actually, on both of them, I mean, in theory, they could end up running against each other in a champion chase at some time. But where would you go, firstly, with Constitution Hill, and where would you go with Gallop and Deschamps as a sophomore chaser next season? Well, do you put Constitution Hill over fence straight away? Um, I'd be kind of tempted to do that. If you don't, then maybe you should be looking at the champion hurdle. All the Supreme Novice hurdle winners don't have a good record in the champion hurdle. Um, to me, I love the champion chase as a race, but the Gold Cup is still the Blue Ribbon. It's still the one you want to win. It's still the one that people look look upon. It's nearly 100 years old now, back to 1924. And I'd love to see uh, Gallop and Deschamps in a Gold Cup. Because I, he, all he does is Gallop. And I don't see any evidence that he won't get the trip. 
and uh, I just hope that I think it was a good decision to run him in the two and a half mile this year because sometimes that three mile race can be a little bit tough on horses. Uh, but I, I really do feel that Gallop and Deschamps could be a Gold Cup horse at 2023. I, I, I'm the same. And like if, you know, some punters did have bad luck stories this week. Um, this is pretty much as, as bad luck as it gets because I watched that fall a million times and he still hasn't made a mistake. No, Paul Tannen did nothing wrong. You know, because people say, oh, he should have popped it. But Gallop and Deschamps has been running a certain way. And I really feel that he did nothing wrong. He, he, he got him on a good stride and the horse just buckled. And maybe the fact that the ground was watered, I don't know if that's something to do with it, mm. but the ground was definitely kind of gluey and soft. So it just might be a case they just caught a piece of ground and, and, and it just was unlucky. I just really think he was unlucky, you know? Why did you make a shishkin? I think that was one of the low points of the week. A horse who's never been beaten if you backed him pulling up in the champion chase. Uh, Nicky Henderson initially blamed the ground, but uh, what did you make of it? Well, the horses can't talk. It's a bit like Mr. Edge, you know, uh, Johnny. Mm. <laughs> you could talk, but the, the horses can't. And uh, that would be leaving a kind of mysterious uh, situation about Shishkin because I, I really feel that he never was interested in, in, in doing it, you know. So it, it's, uh, it's a strange one. Uh, you, you can blame the ground, you can blame whatever you want, but it's just, it's just a case of uh, it not being right on the day. But I did make the point uh, many, many times that... Uh, maybe that race at Ascot left a mark. Mm. Left a mark on Altior and uh, Suriname a couple of years ago, and maybe it left a mark on Siskin and Nergman, and Nergman obviously didn't leave a mark because he won the race. But, uh, yeah, they're coming to the last here in the um, Martin Pipe Hurdle, which is the last race of the week. So I think you were talking about Hollow Games there, weren't you? And he's, uh, yeah, he's, the Hollow Games is going to do this, I think, Johnny. I think it's Banbridge, unfortunately. You've mixed up the colours, JD, which, is yeah, exa- I, which you didn't do at all during the Clarence House race that you mentioned. Banbridge has just won under Mark McDonough. Well, there you go. So that's 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 my eyesight that needs to be checked out in Specsavers next week. Yeah, if you remember, um, if you remember, JD did the commentary on that epic Shishkin um, race against uh, Honor Jamin in the Clarence House. And to be fair to Honor Jamin, uh, you can only beat what's in front of you, JD. And he was pretty sublime himself. Joseph O'Brien with the last winner of the week, and it's a clean sweep of Irish winners on the final day of the Chapman Festival. It's a greenwash, Johnny. It is, it is a greenwash. It is a greenwash. And just to mention Flooring Porter as well, before we go, JD, um, you know, jockey, trainer, horse and whatever, I, I thought this this performance had an awful lot going for it. Well, Banbridge is just a 12-1 to winner of the last race there. So 18 Irish winners, 10 for the UK. You mentioned the Nergaman. Um, I think it was a pretty clever ride by Paul Townend, especially on that ground. And Flooring Porter... Uh, have you kind of jumped in as a bandwagoner in the syndicate heads of the West there? Uh, well, again, like, unfortunately, I'm not there. But, I mean, there was I watching the, uh, you know, all the clips. And there's none other than James Scahill holding lads aloft and uh, celebrating as if he'd won an All-Ireland. Well, look, um, Galway don't win All-Ireland all Ireland very often. Um, and 2017 was a great year. But, obviously, I think James Scahill's uncle was involved in mm. some way in the horse. And, uh, look, it was, it was a great story. Like, the horse was bought for a, a song off Facebook and uh, it, it really is fairy tale stuff and you talk about Rachel you talk about inspiring young, younger people to, to pick up the sport and young girls hopefully this will inspire syndicates to get involved in the game because that is the lifeblood of the game is the syndicate it's it's the dream it's it's the uh, you know putting a, a couple of hundred quid in a month or a year or whatever you're putting in however big or small and then to be able to go to Cheltenham have the scarves around your, your you know your neck and, and see your horse win 
it can't get better than that, to be honest. Uh, and uh, aptly named Roaring Porter. Absolutely, like he did. He did actually win last year. He won the very same race, but nobody was there. And there is an element of if the tree falls and there's nobody around to hear it, did to make a sound because they made a hell of a noise this year. What was your highlight before we wrap up? Oh, Rachel Blackmore is the highlight. It's mm. obvious. Like it's the champion hurdle and the Gold Cup. They're the two biggest races of the week, and for her to win both with exceptional rides, you know, she seals the show. And uh, you know, she's going to be probably the four star of the year again. So well done, Rachel, and. Uh, well done, Cheltenham, on having another great week and no controversy after two years and no crowds uh, last year. So a normal Cheltenham, so normal service resumed. Are you coming home tonight? I know you're missing the show tomorrow. I'm coming home tonight on the um, Aer Lingus Express and uh, hoping to uh, get a bit of sleep tomorrow. And a bit like Henry de Bromhead, maybe I'll go to the rugby. Enjoy, JD. Thanks, Johnny. Take care. Yeah, thanks a million to John Duggan. Thanks to Henry de Bromhead and to Rachel Blackmore as well for the interviews. And congratulations to both. Congratulations to Willie Mullins. He's won five races today. Mark McDonough having his first Cheltenham winner. Uh, lovely young lad. Uh, claims, I think he's claiming five or seven now. He obviously the big winner at Leopardstown over the Christmas. And he's just won on Banbridge uh, at Cheltenham as well. What a week for the Irish. 18-10. What a week for Rachel Blackmore. Friday night racing off the ball is brought to you by Horse Race in Ireland. Love every r- racing moment. Visit HRI. Friday Night Racing on Off The Ball Brought to you by Horse Racing Ireland Love every racing moment Visit hri.ie